Hey guys, it's Jacob from South Carolina. I wanted to comment on the whole possible Richard Sherman signing. Not that I don't love Richard Sherman, you know, one of the best cornerbacks to play the game, but my insight on it is we play a lot of man defense. Richard Sherman is a classic cover three zone corner. He is decent at man, but he usually has to have safety help. Like, you know, with the Legion of Boom, he always had Kim Chancellor shadowing over him. I don't know if he quite fits our scheme. He'd be more of a situational corner to me. Or he could do like Rondé Barber, you know, late Rondé Barber, and, you know, switch to a safety. Other than that, I hope you all have a great week. Thank you. Good luck. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast and thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Remember Locked On Bucks is free and available on all platforms. I am James Yarko joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at JayYarko underscore Bucks at DHarrison82 and at Bucks underscore Nation. The Locked On NFL Draft Podcast relaunched on September 20th with brand new hosts. You have Eric Crocker bringing the player scouting and Ryan Tracy bringing the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Today on this end of week episode, we're going to be talking predictions, projections, prop bets, and we're starting all off, James, with Injuries, but first, James, let me throw down some quick thoughts on Richard Sherman. You and Evan Klasky from WTSB talked about this on Wednesday. Uh, so our listeners who, if you haven't heard James and Evan talk about this, go back uh, to our Wednesday episode that dropped on Wednesday, and you'll hear all that they had to say about Richard Sherman. And we've gotten some calls about it. This isn't going to be the first time you hear about Richard Sherman in a voicemail on this episode. So I figure I would drop real quick kind of my thoughts on it. And here's here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I kind of had the first... This, the, the same things that were just said in the voicemail, I kind of had the same inkling because, again, Richard Sherman has always been a stronger zone defender. He's always won more with his mind and reading the quarterback, breaking on, on routes and doing all those things, knowing and being confident that he had safety help above him. When you saw kind of the collapse of the Legion of Boom there in Seattle, a lot of it had to do with that safety coverage not being there anymore, and then cornerbacks couldn't be as aggressive, or when they were as aggressive, they would, uh, they would get burnt. A lot of times they'll get beat because of that aggression because they didn't have the topside coverage that they were used to. And then ultimately the entire Legion of Boom went elsewhere. And now, you know, Seattle basically doesn't have a defense other than Jamal Adams. So that's that was my kind of initial thought too. But here's here's my thing about it. Richard Sherman's been playing football for a very long time. He's been in the NFL for a very long time. They're gonna come to the, when they come to the table, it's not like Richard Sherman's gonna come to the table trying to perpetrate that he is something that he's not. So if they're having conversations you know, whether it's with just Jason Leiter, whether it's a Todd Bowles or Bruce Arians, whoever he's having conversations with, they're going to have these these talks. Here's what we're going to ask you to do. Here's the role we're going to ask you to fit. Are you comfortable filling those roles? Do you think you're physically capable? Okay, if you are, let's do a workout. Let's see how you go through some drills. And then if the drills work out, let's talk money, let's talk numbers. And then if those things work out. So like when Bruce Arians talks about, you know, they'll have the conversations and if everything fits, then they'll go ahead and pursue it. That's kind of what they're talking about is they're going to make sure that Richard Sherman is physically capable of doing the things that they're going to ask him to do before they bring him on the field. Now, once the game start starts being live, once the bullets start flying, as they like to say, everything could change. You know what I mean? And the things that they saw in the workout, the things that were said in the meeting rooms 
and all those stuff may not come to fruition. That's just, you know, that's just the ultimate uh, point of, of proving whatever is, be, is being put on the field. So that's kind of where I lean to it is if Todd Bowles or Bruce Arians or Jason Light think that Richard Sherman is capable of doing the things that they're going to need him to do in this defense, whether it's come in and be a starter opposite of Carlton Davis or a spot player in the secondary behind Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis as they continue to develop their young corners or as a safety, as the caller mentioned there, a la Rondé Barber at the end of his career. If they feel like he can do it, then I feel like he can do it. Until then, I'm going to have those same concerns, but those concerns will be quelled essentially once the signing is made because I'm confident that they're going to have those conversations. But James, Richard Sherman, not on the team, so there's there's plenty of things happening on the roster. Of course, Antonio Brown on the COVID list. Still have to wait and see if that's going to happen. And then Jason Pierre-Paul landing on the injury report. I read your, your write-up on it on, Bucks, on BucksNation.com. I talked about it. neither of us, honestly, really, were all that worried about it. And then we wake up Thursday, there's Ian Rappaport talking about how uh, Jason Pierre-Paul traveled to get a second opinion, and via that second opinion has been advised to take a break. Now, his availability is in doubt. My understanding is JPP went to get a second opinion on his shoulder injury. That happened yesterday, flew yesterday, had the second opinion earlier today. He's battled a shoulder injury and a, and a hand injury. This was about the shoulder. The second opinion, from what I understand, told about the same thing that the first opinion said, which is that rest is the best way to heal this. JPP is a little different, so he may literally show up and say, no, no, I'm playing. But from what I understand, the prescription was rest. He is unlikely to play this week, which means the Bucs may have to go in without him. But they do have Joe Tryon Stoyinka as a first rounder on the edge, someone they love, likely see more snaps from him this weekend. All right, James. So there we hear from Ian Rappaport talking about Jason Pierre-Paul. And again, that second opinion that he got on the shoulder, the hand listed, but apparently the hand is not the issue. It's the shoulder that is the issue. Uh, he mentioned, I mean, JPP is a, is a different kind of dude. So he may go ahead and go out there and tell the team he wants to play anyway. And I don't know that Bruce Arians is going to keep him off the field if he wants to, but there are some other schools that thought about that. So what are your thoughts on Jason Pierre-Paul? And then taking it one step further, the potential that Jason Pierre-Paul and Antonio Brown are not going to be available for the Buccaneers when they face the Rams this Sunday. Yeah, obviously, when, you grow, when you're going up against somebody who is a Super Bowl contender, somebody that we've talked about potentially being uh, an opponent that the Bucs would face in the postseason, particularly in the NFC Championship, you want to be at full strength. And I understand, you know, my dad said it to me. Uh, I saw people on Twitter. I, I think Yousef tweeted me saying, you know, if they're going to lose somebody, it's all right to lose Antonio Brown because of the depth of wide receiver. My argument is if you're going to have this matchup on the road, you want to be at full strength. You don't want to give the Rams an opportunity to have Jalen Ramsey covering either Godwin or Evans one-on-one -on -one the whole time. You have other solid members of the secondary, so you can shut down Evans and Godwin, however, however they want to structure it, you wanted, you needed Antonio Brown out there to be able to divert some of the attention and create some, some plays. They can live without Antonio Brown. It's going to be more difficult. I think if Jason Pierre-Paul doesn't play, that leaves it a little bit, uh, it makes it a little bit more difficult for the defense, especially when we've had trouble seeing the pass rush get to Matt Stafford or, or get to the quarterbacks in general, and they're going to have issues trying to get to Matt Stafford. He's going to be getting the ball out quick. We've seen that recipe so far this year, and it's worked over 100 passes against the Bucs secondary so far. So you'd like to have JPP out there, but big opportunity for the rookie to shine.
Yeah, absolutely. And that's the assumption that you have here is that Joe Tryon Schwenka is going to get a huge increase in playing time. Anthony Nelson probably likely to see an increase in playing time as well. I wrote it for BucksNation.com. Joe Tryon Schwenka so far, the rookie, has only played 19 snaps and 21 snaps respectively. Jason Pierre-Paul played 61 snaps against the Atlanta Falcons alone. So a, a big a big ask to ask the rookie uh, to go out there and fill in 40 more NFL snaps in just his third game. And it would be his first start in a in a in a game that counts since December of 2019. So a huge huge opportunity. Also a, a very heavy weight about to lay on the rookie shoulders. But James, real quick, on the crossover with Sosa Kermenjes, host of Locked On Rams podcast, we talked about how in these first two weeks, beating the Bears, beating the Colts, Rams have had a lot of things break their way. And it turned. And I told him I don't think that the Buccaneers on the field are going to give them a lot of breaks the way the Colts and the Bears have. Well, it turns out maybe the Rams don't need those breaks on the field because it seems like the NFL gods are giving the Rams the breaks that the Buccaneers aren't going to give them on the field before they even get on the field by A.B. and Jason Pierre-Paul potentially being out. So, I mean, when it rains, it pours right now. Good favor is raining all over the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, and if this kind of stuff's going to happen, I'd rather it happen early in the year than when they're making the push to the playoffs or, or getting into the playoffs. Something that I would like to get into is another box of built bars because mm, ah, delicious. You guys know the flavors raspberry, cherry, barcia, coconut, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream, and German chocolate. If you don't know what your favorite is, go ahead and order a mixed box. You're going to get two of each of those. Not only are they the best tasting protein bars, but they are good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jonathan from West Palm calling in. I just wanted your thoughts about this upcoming game. We have Sunday. Really excited about it. I think it's really going to be our first big proven match. I just wanted to know, um, where do you guys think uh, the Rams are going to deploy Jalen Ramsey. Personally, I think they're going to stick him on Godwin because I think if you watch the Bucks, you kind of see it kind of the receiver action kind of flows through Godwin. So I just wonder what you guys think uh, as far as where the Rams are going to be using Godwin because we have a ton of weapons and they got to kind of pick where to put them. All right, go Bucks. Second two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, wrapping up the week, our final game preview of this weekend's matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, thank you, Jonathan, for that voicemail, that call. And yeah, I think Jalen Ramsey, James, uh, he's he's going to follow Chris. I think that's that's if AB is not on the field. Uh, I love Mike Evans to death, and I, and I agree that he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But I think you kind of know what Mike Evans is going to do. Whereas Chris Godwin, again, a three layer wide receiver uh, on this team, a capable guy, no matter where he is on the field, can line up inside and line up outside and still dominate. So I think if you're the Los Angeles Rams, you put Jalen Ramsey on Chris Godwin. Hopefully, hope hope that he can lock him down. And then you put one of your lesser cornerbacks, either a David Long Jr. or a Daryl uh, Williams, and you put help over there. You give them safety help. You give them maybe a little bit of linebacker help, whatever you need to do to help them not get manhandled by, by Mike Evans. But also that could, could, could turn into, for a fancy football enthusiast, could turn into a very, very high PPR day for Mike Evans. We can end up with four, five, six catches for a bunch of yards. But I think Chris Godwin is the guy that if I'm the Rams defense coordinator, I'm putting Jalen Ramsey on him if AB's not on the field. I think I lean more towards Ramsey covering Mike Evans. We've seen it in the past. Uh we saw it, we saw it last year uh in the in the Monday night game. But I I get the feeling 
that Ramsey might bounce between the two. I would I would personally guess that he's going to stick a little bit more on Mike Evans, but it's not going to surprise me at all if the Bucks are marching down the field and it's it's Godwin, then Gronk, then Godwin, then Godwin, then Scotty Miller, then Godwin, then Gronk. They might move Ramsey over. And and they might put Ramsey on on Godwin and then do exactly what you just said and, and have one of the lesser corners and some help over top. But then on the flip side, if if Ramsey's covering Godwin and it's Mike, Mike, Gronk, Mike, OJ, Mike, they could they could switch it again. I, I'm real interested to see how the Rams are going to play it. I just default and lean a little bit more towards I think. Ramsey's going to be on Mike Evans. Yeah, potentially. And that's Darius Williams, the Rams cornerback, not whatever name I threw out there. Um, but this segment, James, on this final episode of the week is our prop bet segment. We're going to go through the prop bets over at betonline.ag, our good friends and our sponsors, of course. And then we're going to give our prediction against the spread. This is kind of new from last week, and I do, I'm kind of springing this on you, so hopefully you're okay with it. Um, well, the Buccaneers favored by one point, and and who knows? That could change. You know, with JPP news, if that becomes final, that could potentially change. If AB news uh, goes final, that could potentially change as well. Typically, the home team gets a field goal advantage. So in a sense, you could almost look at this as bet online saying that the Bucks are kind of favored to score four points more uh, than the Los Angeles Rams, but giving the Rams that field goal advantage drops that down to one point. So let's start with the prop bets, James. Uh, go through the list. Tell me what your first prop bet that you would be willing to put money on over at betonline.ag. Uh, the first one that I that I earmarked, and, and it's Pretty much the same as as last time. First half margin of victory, first quarter margin of victory, first score of the game, first team to use a challenge, first to call a timeout, longest field goal, Rams touchdowns, uh, Rams touchdown over under, margin of victory, you know, all these things. Um, lots and lots of options. But the first one that I'm going with is uh, a score in the first five minutes of the game. And it's kind of a, it's another pick them, yes or no, both at minus 115. I'm going yes. We have two high-octane offenses coming out there. Uh, the Bucks scored in, what was it, barely under three minutes against the Falcons. And obviously the Rams defense isn't the Falcons. But I don't think it really matters who has the ball. Both teams are going to be hyped up. And whoever gets the ball, I think, is going to put some points on the board early. I think we're in for kind of a high-scoring game. These are these are high-powered passing offenses and a couple of defenses, you know, outside of Jalen Ramsey that are susceptible to the pass. So, yeah, give me a score in the first five minutes. I'll, I'll say yes. I like that, absolutely. And my first prop bet of this contest is going to be the first team to use a challenge. I know I did this one. Last week, look, we're going to have some overlap in some weeks and everything else, but this week I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going with Sean McVay. I think that this is he's he's a younger coach still, right? He's experienced and he's kind of established in the league. But I think that with the Super Bowl champions coming in and with this team hosting Super Bowl 56 in SoFi Stadium where this game is being played, I think Sean McVay really wants to come out and make a statement with his team on top of that, but also show that you know uh, some of the offseason criticism he got criticized a lot because this team doesn't have really any draft picks for like the next 10 years or so because of all the moves they've made and i think he's going to want to show them like hey it's all worth it because look we just defeated the super bowl champions in our own house in our own backyard and i think there's going to come a play whether it's the spotting of a ball a catch a no catch a fumble a no fumble whatever whatever big play there is he's going to want to grab that momentum if he has the opportunity to whether it's to add to the momentum they already have or to stifle the Buccaneers' growing momentum in the moment. So I think that that's, that's where I lean for for the first team 
to use a challenge as the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. Yeah, I like it. I I'm taking a page out of the book of David Harrison and I'm, I'm going away from kind of the safer bets. You know, I had an over under written down on here, but I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Let's get a little nuts, not super nuts, just a little bit nuts. And uh, I'm looking at the first score of the game and the options are Tampa Bay Buccaneers touchdown at plus 165. Rams touchdown at plus 170 bucks field goal at plus 375 Rams field goal at plus 375 Buccaneer safety or Ram safety. You're at plus 5,000. I'm going to take bucks field goal as the first score of this game at plus 375. So again, for those of you that aren't super familiar with betting, that means if I put a $10 bet down on this, I can win $37 and 50 cents. Or if you put a hundred on it, you can win three hundred and seventy-five dollars. I could do that. <laughs> that's that's more my speed. Yeah, I <laughs> hockey's expensive. I'm gonna keep the bets minimal. I like it though. I mean, look, two two really good defenses. I do expect some points to be put up in this game, but you know, you kind of figure that's gonna be almost like a a game of attrition, right? So the the defense that gets that gets more tired earlier and is on the field longer maybe gives up those touchdowns versus earlier in the game where you know you you bend but you don't break in those classic defenses. My final prop bet for this game, Bucks versus Rams week three, is going to be the first quarter margin of victory. And I'm going Buccaneers seven or more. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams, listen, they've 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 won both their games and and they've done really well. But watching their games, man, they don't they don't really get off to a very hot start unless the opposing team does something to allow them to get off that hot start. They don't really impose their will. Usually if there's an early score from the Rams, it's because the opposing team did something. I'm just going to call it stupid, right? Going for it on fourth and goal on the very first drive of the game when you have the chance to go up on a Super Bowl contender when you're considered not a playoff team. Instead, you go for it on fourth, you turn the ball over, you give them all the momentum and all the all the advantage, and then they drive down the field and score on you. The Buccaneers, I don't believe, are going to do those kinds of things. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. That's kind of the advantages I was talking about with Sosa. So, again, the football gods kind of know that this Buccaneers squad isn't going to gift the Los Angeles Rams any momentum opportunities or points so they're kind of doing it for them by taking AB and Jason Pierre-Paul off of the field, um, potentially. So even with that, I still think that the Rams get off to a little bit of a slower start. I think the Buccaneers come out very aggressive. They've looked like they've gotten into a really good offensive rhythm. Tom Brady's looking to get five more touchdown passes so he can hit 600 in week four against the New England Patriots. And this defense, I think they're going to start settling in just a little bit. Uh, we are going to see Jamel Dean kind of get picked on a little bit in this game, I think. But still in that first quarter... I'm pretty confident that the Buccaneers can come out of that first quarter with at least a seven point lead. I, I think that's a gutsy pick. I really do. I, you know, the Rams have the opportunity to come out just absolutely swinging. And I know you said they kind of got off to a slow start unless somebody does something stupid, but man, Cooper cup is just next level right now. All it takes is a shallow crossing route where he can spring free off of a broken tackle. And, you know, you could be looking at a 60, 65 yard touchdown. It's, I like it though. I like the brashness because, well, I'll get into it in the third segment. I, I, I have some things on my mind, David, and uh, let's just say I'm proud of us more so than our colleagues at Bucks nation, which, uh, which leads us to a little bit, right? We're going to kind of give a taste of our game predictions, not our total game predictions, but the final bet that we're going to talk about here available at betonline.ag is against the spread bucks favored by one as of Thursday afternoon. James Yarko, are you taking the points or are you taking the Rams to cover the spread, which would be 
a tie or a Rams win? Uh, give me the Bucks minus one. I, I also am taking the Bucks minus one. So both of us, really not a lot, I think, of analysis needed right there. Both of us are taking the Bucks and the one point in this matchup. Of course, that's going to depend on if I win my $33 bet that I have on the Carolina Panthers to beat the Houston Texans on whether or not I can actually use that money. So, uh, yeah, if the Panthers win, I'll have money to bet with. If not, then I'll have to decide if I'm going to dip into my bank account. Did you go money line or did you do Panthers minus seven and a half? I went money line on that one. And then I found out that Davis, Davis Mills is starting this game. General I can't, Mills. I can't undo my money line better, else I would definitely take those points. Uh, but, yeah, I went money line on it. So All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'll tell you what I won't do, and that is I'm not going to use the Bucks as my survivor pool pick this week in our locked on bucks run your pool survivor pool uh we have 20 teams left standing and if you're one of the teams uh listening that suffered your first loss this past week and week two uh you got your mulligan you're back in it uh so we have 20 teams still going strong and run your pool is the premier sports pool hosting service they've made it super super easy for us to run this survivor pool with with our wonderful listeners who are entered in to win a prize if you if you win the pool uh but beyond survivor they have pick them they have squares they have margin they have confidence pools 33 more uh you know run your pool hosts they it, it formats for the nfl for college football one week games full season playoff super bowl Unlike other platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. Just like in our survivor pool, every team gets a mulligan. Yeah, I, I love it. Not all survivor pools are going to do that. Ours will. You can reconnect with friends. You can make some new friends. You can join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. It's not too, too late to start a pick em or a survivor pool for survivor leagues that have already lost we also offer revival pools where you can restart your pool at a discount. Week two was a lot stronger for the public. They went 10 and six and pick them. Only 10% of pools were knocked out in Survivor. Uh, now that about one third of, of Survivor pools are finished, the revival pools are open. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com forward slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. Don't miss out. The NFL season is off to an exciting start. So go to runyourpool.com forward slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. We are back. Football is back and better than ever. And as always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, more odds, props, and contests. Betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over there right now, sign up today, and get a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up with the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, uh, this is Anthony from California. People forget that this was a Super Bowl winning defense. You know, Greg Almond released that tweet where he said, like, where our defense ranks, and it wasn't such a pretty look, but this defense has the potential to make plays out of nowhere. You know, all the stats can say one thing, but 
You know, when you got guys like Shaq or JPP or Dominican or Carlton or Antoine, you know, those, those plays are going to come, and they're going to come in a big moment in the third or fourth quarter when we need it. I have no second thoughts about the defense. And the Rams game, I just wanted to say this. We're talking about it. You know, it's a really good team, but I don't really necessarily see this game as something that we should look at in the win or loss column. I think this is the game where we gauge where our defense is at and um, we make the necessary adjustments for a deep playoff run, as well as the offense. You know, we're going up against a really good defense. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to weigh in on that. And I think, I think you know, people are saying we might not go 17-0, but you know what? I, I got that face. I think if, we, if there is a team that can go 17-0, it is the Bucks. So, all right, cool. Have a good one, guys. Uh, talk to you later. Wrapping things up here on a final preview Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison. And look, David, the Bucks are undefeated until they're not undefeated. All right. So they can be 17 and 0 until they have a one in the L column. And that's all I have to say about that. David, let's get into our predictions real quick. Uh, I kicked off the uh the bet online. So let's have you kick off the predictions this go around. Who is your predictive player of the game? Uh, yeah, so going back to segment two real quick, you mentioned Cooper Cup and, and uh, how dominant he has been. And listen, 16 catches, 271 yards, three touchdowns through two games. And that's an average of what? Eight catches, 140, 100, and, yeah, 40-something yards per game in a touch and a half. Uh, that's, that's very impressive. In the first quarter, he's got four catches, 34 yards, and a touchdown. So his production is certainly coming in the last three quarters, less or so the first quarters. And with all that said, my prop bet's going to win, first of all. Second of all, my player of this game is going to be Ronald Jones, which has nothing to do with Cooper Cup. I just want to throw those stats in your face. So, listen, something else I noticed watching the Rams games when I was when I was doing my, I'm going to call it scouting, even though I'm not a scout, is running backs that have a slasher type of ability and a one-cut type of ability have definitely done some damage against this Rams defense, especially early on in games as teams are trying to get their rhythm and I, and I talk back about the Colts and the Bears shooting themselves in the foot. The way they kind of got down the field with some of those quicker hitting runs, some of those one cut runs, your zone reads, and all that stuff. And they let Aaron Donald kind of get upfield a little bit, and then they essentially cut or run behind the space that he leaves vacated. So I, I've been going back and forth preparing for this episode on whether or not I was actually going to say this, but this feels like a game that Ronald Jones can make an impact in. And if they if they see on the film what I've seen on just, you know, from watching the Rams from, from my office, then I feel like this is something that, that Byron left, which Bruce Aarons have to say, listen, let's, let's see if we can't exploit the same thing and start getting some chunk plays through the run game, take a little bit of the pressure, take a little bit of the, of the, of the time off the clock, take a little pressure off of Tom Brady, because if they can get the run game going, you know, the Rams are concerned about that passing game, but if the Bucks can get their run game going with Ronald Jones, that's going to shrink that defense tremendously. And I don't care where Jalen Ramsey is. If the Los Angeles Rams, end up leaving some of these safeties and corners on an island against some of these weapons because they're trying to stack up against the run, it's going to be a field day for Tom Brady from the second quarter on. So in the first quarter, I'm hoping, right, as as cautious as I can be, that we see the Buccaneers take advantage of some of the things that I've seen against this Rams defense and Rojo hits early, in which case they ride the hot hand and he has a very solid day against the Rams in Los Angeles, you know, back home where he uh, played college ball. Yeah, I, I like the pick, and I'll tell you what, for those that have been uh, on social media on Thursday, Rojo appears to be a very motivated individual to prove some people wrong 
right now. David, we're going to play a quick, quick game. Uh, we're going to see if you can finish the the sentences mm. that I'm going to spit okay. out. Uh, if you if you want to be the best, you have to beat the Rams. Well, you have to or beat the Bucks. Beat or beats Patrick the Mahomes. Best. Be the goat. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? That was my next guess. Yeah. Big time players make great quesadillas. Big time plays. That was my. That was also. That was my second. Yeah. I was. I was thinking about that one. We've talked a lot about Jalen Ramsey. We've talked a lot about who is he going to shadow? Who is he going to cover? Uh, because he's a phenomenal talent, arguably the best cover guy in the NFL. He's absolutely phenomenal. There's no question about it. I don't care. James Jericho, Florida State support. I don't care. Week one, we had an Antonio Brown day. Week two, we had a Mike Evans day. Whose day oh. is it? It's Chris Godwin's day. Chris Godwin. I thought that was another complete no, sentence. Chris Godwin is going to fuel the offense the offense will run through him it doesn't matter if jalen ramsey is on him it doesn't matter if jalen ramsey and his four best friends are holding on to chris godwin's shoulder pads as he goes up for catches he's going to make plays he's going to move the chains he's going to get in the end zone i'm looking for a hundred and a touchdown at a godwin in this one and uh i'll, I'll go one step further no drops no drops for Chris Godwin and more than half of his catches will move the chains. So bold predictions this week at bucksnation.com. I got my bold prediction in first because last <laughs> week I was accused of copying and then one upping one because mine was very similar to somebody else's. Um, but anyway, first I was, yeah, your, I was, your mine was recorded first. Yes, absolutely. So my bold prediction for this week. And again, it all ties back into what I've been saying about the Rams, right? The Rams have been benefiting from a lot of mistakes by their opponents to get some of these wins. And I'm not trying to take away from the talent on the Rams team or even say they would have lost those two games if it wasn't for those mistakes. But what I will say is those wins would have been closer and potentially the Rams could have dropped one or even both of them if those teams didn't, in fact, shoot themselves in the foot as much as they did. So the Buccaneers are going to see that. They already know the, the importance of playing mistake-free free football. We saw some mistakes in week one. We saw fewer mistakes in week two. I think that trend continues, and we see even fewer mistakes here in week three. No turnovers, but not only no turnovers, no turnover potential plays. So what I mean by that is no fumbles that are recorded or recovered by the Buccaneers at all. Like not if, if Rojo, if Fournette, if Mike, if anybody fumbles the ball and it's recovered by the Bucs, then it still goes against my bull prediction. And no interception potential worthy passes by Tom Brady. The Buccaneers are not going to give the Rams any opportunities they do not earn to win this game. That would be a huge, huge step in the right direction. And uh, if the Bucs are going to win this game, they need to do exactly what you just said. Not only do they not turn the ball over, but they don't even put the ball in danger of being turned over. It's going to be huge for them to be able to do that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to double down on the insanity that I've been spewing here in the third segment. Uh, no, Jason Pierre Paul, more than likely, you know, as we talked about in the first segment, he is a different breed. He could say, you know what? I don't care. You know, put the whatever that numbing stuff is in my shoulder. I'm going to go out there and play because I have a Matt Stafford to decapitate. Um Joe Tryon Shawinka is going to see probably more snaps in this game than he saw in the first two combined. We saw how dominant he can be in the preseason, and I get it. It's preseason, but preseason doesn't change how freakishly athletic and how quick he is 
And now given legitimate opportunity where he would be on the field for multiple plays in a row, able to get into a rhythm, able to start getting his timing down, be able to go up against the, uh, you know, the same offensive lineman over and over and over. He's going to get some stuff figured out. Joe Tryon Shawinka, two sacks. One of them will be a strip sack that will lead to a Buccaneers score. All right, well, David, let's go ahead and get into the score. And I mean, I guess we kind of already gave it away because we both said in segment two that we were going to take the Bucks minus one. But let it be known that nobody else at BucksNation.com picked the Buccaneers to win this game. It was just you and me. We're out here on this island all by ourselves, which gives us ultimate bragging rights if if this comes true. Yeah, I'm fine with it. And look, I'm not going to name names, but somebody picked the Rams because they don't think the Bucs are going to go undefeated. That's... uh. Some expert analysis going on there. So I'm going to take the Bucks 38 to 31 to defeat the Rams. And like I said on the crossover, if you didn't catch it, uh, you can go and listen to it. But I guess you don't have to listen to this part. I, I see this being a game where the Bucks are up 38-31 towards the end of the game. The Rams are probably going to drive within like field goal range, something like that. But obviously with the game coming down to an end, you can't accept the field goal. They go for it on fourth down. The Buccaneers defense comes up big with the stop there at the end of the game to clinch it. That's kind of how I see it. So in reality, it could be like 38-34, a little bit closer than the scoreboard really uh, hints at. But because of the situational football that's going on, the Rams won't get those final three points and the Buccaneers walk away with a seven-point victory. I see this one. I, I'm i going to put this out. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to put this out into, into the world. Do it. Do it. No words. <laughs> we are going to suffer a missed extra point by Ryan Suckup in this game. Oh. But. It's all your but, fault. It's all your but, fault. That's not a turnover. That doesn't count, by the way. That's not a turnover. When these two teams played last year, Tom Brady had the ball in his hands with an opportunity to go down the field to tie or win the game, and he threw an interception. The Buccaneers will be trailing 31-30 to because of that missed extra point, and Tom Brady is going to get the ball in his hands with an opportunity to win this game or get the Bucs in position to win this game in front of friends and family of Tom's that are going to be in the stands watching him play in the city of Los Angeles for the first time in his 800 year career. And this time he will get the job done and suck up. will make up for that missed extra point. Give me the bucks to win 33 to 31. I like it. I like it. Either way, the bucks win. And we're talking about a three and O victory Monday episode here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. And of course, as always, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day, free and on all platforms. We are going to be back with a reaction episode on Monday following this huge game. But until then, check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Send us your reaction to 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. We'll talk to you again on Victory Monday here on the Locked On Bucks Podcast.